and welcome to the Apple Effect Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Justin D. Danu. I am one of your hosts, Dave Worth. And we made it another week. We did. Yeah. I feel like we have to say that every time because it, it's... Well, isn't it implied by the fact that they can hear our voices? Yes, but I'm always surprised that we did. Right up until the point where we start recording, I'm expecting the room to disintegrate. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so, yeah. But I feel like when we're recording, there's a bubble there. Right. That's keeping us safe. Um, so why aren't we always just recording? As things get more dangerous, we might be. Yeah. Uh, and if we do, I highly recommend you fast forward to the like three-day mark, because uh, that's when we really find our groove. <laughs> yeah. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I would watch that if it was Fox and Friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like if Fox and Friends was forced to be on the air 24-7. Yeah. Uh, and not sleep. They're just poke with a stick. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's get into our tweets. Yeah, okay. So uh, this week we're going to try something a little different. Listen, uh, we sat down, we were like, our our crazy Trump tweets are taking forever because we, even though we are paring down the crazy, there is a significant amount of crazy. So this week we're going to try just for the top three craziest Trump tweets. Dustin, are we going to try counting them down? Yes, yes, we are. All right. Although we did not put them in order. We didn't. We didn't. But um, for, for argument's sake, let's say that we did. Let's say. Uh, you know what? You pick the... I, th- you pick. I, th- I, think, I think I can do it. All right. Okay. Um, at, at number three. At number three. Fake news, CNN and NBC are going out of their way to disparage our great first responders as a way to, quote, get Trump, end quote, not fair to FR or FORT. Um, this is going to be a fun game yes. for us to play over the course of um, the next like year. Yeah. Uh, ho- well, I mean, hopefully over the course of the next three months. But over the course of the next year, as Trump is president, um, because he's, fe- he, he's discovered that if he, if he says, hey, you protesting this yeah. is protesting this, yeah. then dumb people believe it. Right. You protesting police brutality is protesting the American flag. Yes. Uh, and you protesting his shitty effort in helping Puerto Ricans is protesting first responders. Also, nobody is actually yet at the point where they're protesting it or anything. Right. Like, he's like, he's freaking out that CNN and NBC are being like, are, are quote unquote disparaging the first responders. They have done nothing but show first responders working very hard in very difficult situations. Yes. And they're there. They're there. All the time. There's like seven dudes in Puerto Rico right now. Uh, uh, I also I mean please don't give him two hundred and eighty characters for any number of reasons. Yeah. But if you don't if you if you gave him two hundred and eighty characters, we would lose the opportunity to read the poetry That's of true. truly one of the greatest poets of our era, the man who wrote the line, not fair to F-R or F-Ort. Yeah. That is, that is some fucking Kanye shit right there. <laughs> uh, it'll ju- I mean, we'll just save ourselves on some ellipses space. Yeah. Honestly. Um, it's true. Uh, uh, coming in at number two. Number two is a three-parter, guys. He just... He went for a while on this one. I told Rex Tillerson, our wonderful Secretary of State, that he is wasting his time trying to negotiate with Little Rocket Man. Ellipsis. Save your energy, Rex. We'll do what has to be done. 
being nice to Rocket Man hasn't worked in 25 years. Why would it work now? Clinton failed. Bush failed. And Obama failed. I won't fail. Uh, I, I admit that I, I stole this from some comedian recently. Um, but uh, they pointed out, like, hey, do you know that your phone is also a phone? Like, if you want to talk to Rex Tillerson <laughs> right. and say you're wasting time, yeah. call him. Yeah, you can just do that. And as president, you don't even really need to. You can just say, hey. Get me Rex get, Tillerson. Get me Tillerson. <laughs> yes. yes. You're the only person who can pick up a phone and 1920s style say, get me whomever, and it'll work. Yeah, like, that. either Trump doesn't know this, because there's, uh, like, there's all this evidence of Trump like trying to communicate with his staff via Twitter and trying to communicate with various levers of the government yeah. via Twitter. Um, and, and his refusal, like it also goes to like his refusal to accept like the, the intelligence on the Russian investigation. Trump is handed all that information all day. All he has to do is look at it. Yeah. Um, the, the, the thing that makes the thing that negates everything that he wrote there too i mean other than the fact that it's awful awful leadership to say let's stop talking it's a waste of time oh yeah. um that's 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 diplomacy 101 yeah uh is the fact that um uh that the current leader of north korea was not the leader of north korea during all the other people that he mentioned right he said, uh, being nice to rocket man hasn't worked for 25 years 25 years ago he was eight yeah which p.s <laughs> I mean, if you want to feel old, Kim Jong-un is 33. Yeah, no, that's horrifying. <sighs> but still arguably more mature. Oh, also a monster. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Of epic proportions. Yeah, yeah. But maybe more mature. I mean, at least an accomplished monster. Yeah. Like, in a way that right. I'm, I am not. I could never have imagined killing as many people as I'm sure he has he killed, and letting them starve to death. He killed them with anti-aircraft guns. Mm -hmm. He had people just torn apart by anti-aircraft right. guns. What were you doing when you were 33? Um, not that. I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> 33. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, a lot of great, great uh, Diplomacy, international yeah. diplomacy. Oh, I got, via I got laid off when I was 33. Okay, well, there you go then. Yeah, see? I got laid off from an administrative assistant right. position. Which I think technically, like, on the ledger, uh, will give you zero points for being laid off. Right. Uh, but probably having people murdered with anti-aircraft. Sure. Um, while an accomplishment in some ways probably still gives you negative points. Yeah, but then there's the whole running a country... And being personal friends with Dennis Rodman. Yeah, but if you're right, like, let's say you're playing Sims. Sure. Right? If you're playing Sims or like Sim City. Sure. Um, and you do not um, feed your people. Uh-huh. Uh, you let them starve to death. Sure. Uh, you let them lose electricity and all those kind of, right. kinds of things. Uh, you typically lose that game. And then you turn on all the, uh, like, uh, uh, terrible things that can happen in the game. Yeah. Like the, the acts of God. Right. Your, yeah. your points in that game are not great. Is yeah, my point. Yeah, yeah. So he is very bad at the real life game of Sims that he is playing right now. He seems to be still not dead, though. Yeah. So that's something. Points in his favor. Yeah. Uh, right. And coming in at number one of Crazy Trump tweets at for this number week. Number one. 
In analyzing the Alabama primary race, fake news always fails to mention that the candidate I endorsed went up many points after endorsement. Um, it really depends on your definition of many. Uh, and fake and news. Endorsement is probably uh, something we're going to have to define a bit in this whole thing. Yeah. Um, I... I mean, the backstory here is that the candidate he endorsed lost yeah. pretty badly. It happens. It does happen. It doesn't usually happen to a sitting president eight months into his presidency, but it happens. I mean, statistically, the um, the benefit of a president rooting for a particular candidate seemingly, historically, has had no impact on the candidate winning one way sure. or another. Uh, so it's not... But I think also most presidents are smart enough to pick a winning horse. Yes. You know, like they go in for endorsements where it helps them and the party. And it like... I mean, it would it, have helped... It looks like a unified thing. No, but if he was thinking like tactically, he would have endorsed Roy Moore because Roy Moore was going to win the primary. Yes. That being said, he's a fucking lunatic. Yeah, oh, so I can I see mean, where he would more, want it. More as a like, lunatic, but no more so than like Jeff Sessions or like oh, yeah. the people he surrounded himself with. It's it's very unclear why he like went with Luther Strange, except that he got to call him, he got to call him Big Luther. It's very unclear why he gave a fuck. And Big Luther had like at one point been like, "I like Donald Trump. He should come to Alabama and give a talk about how he should lock up all the Browns." Yeah, you, he could have stayed out of it. I don't know yeah. why he didn't just fucking stay out of it. Yeah, he could have. He didn't. Instead, he put all he put in a lot of chips on Big Luther. He went and like campaigned for Big Luther. Uh, that's when he, that that's when he started ranting about Colin Kaepernick. Um, yeah, I don't fucking know. Yeah, um, the president is great. Yeah, and, and um, we want to give an honorable mention. Yes. Uh, to one other tweet. Uh, <clears throat> now this tweet, I'm going to read the tweet. There's also mm. a video there associated therewith. The video is of uh, a hockey game. Before mm-hmm. the hockey game starts, everybody in the stands is uh, singing the national anthem, happy as clams. Mm-hmm. Standing. And, yeah. And the tweet is, 19,000 respecting our national anthem, hashtag stand for our anthem. Mm-hmm. Which is... A tweet that he sent out this week. It's a tweet he sent out this week with um, an elegant hashtag attached. Yes. Like, very, very elegantly, elegantly written. Um the uh, video is from November of 2016. Yeah. Um, and here's, like, I, when you mentioned that to me, um, I had that moment of, like, really? That's weird. And then I remembered um, the hockey season hasn't started yet. Right. So there are, like, there are some preseason games that are going on, but, like, Trump, nobody gives a fuck Trump's about it. Trump's literally just on Twitter Googling, like, <laughs> Videos of people like standing for the national anthem, I think, like just trying to find the biggest crowds he can, being like, anthem! Yeah. You know? Um, all right, you want to move on to uh, This Week in Smoke? Yeah, This Week in Smoke. So, um, uh, it's, a, been a, it's been a weird, it's been a cuckoo bananas week in a lot of ways. The smoke this week was there, but weird. Facebook and Twitter testified. Uh, before I think the Senate, 
Yeah. Uh, Facebook apparently did a better job. Facebook than, did a better job. Not a great job, but a better one. They were. Yeah. I, I liked um, when Zuckerberg. Uh, Zuckerberg. Yeah, Zuckerberg. Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought I'd said Zoidberg. <laughs> <laughs> and I went back in my head and was like, I didn't. Nope. nope, I said Zuckerberg. I did. I did say it. Um, Zuckerberg, uh, after Trump tweeted about Facebook being against him, tweeted about how Trump is angry about this and liberals are angry about this. That's what you get when you run a platform for everyone to express themselves. And I just, I wanted to... Um, I wanted to smack him, but I knew that my hand would get very hurt by his metal undercarriage. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, People are mad because the Russians are all over Facebook making it difficult, and Trump is mad because... Actually, Trump and liberals are mad about the same thing, just in different directions. Yeah, and and the reason I I was encouraging us to talk about this, because we we mentioned it a little bit last week, Uh, we talked about some of the examples, and more have come out, Yeah, Uh, is it's actively going on. Like, if you ask folks in the intelligence, like, community now, they will tell you, those bots are still active. Yeah. They're still jumping on the Puerto Rico thing. They're still jumping on, I'm sure, the stuff that went on in Vegas. Like, yeah, they're just... They're uh, jumping on the, on the kneeling thing, for sure. Everything where there are, quote-unquote, two sides, mm-hmm. they're trying to wedge. Right. Um, if your goal was to unify the country as as the president should be, then you would look at that and go, okay, this is actively happening now, regardless of what happened in the election. Regardless of any of that, we need to point out that this is actively happening now and do something to stop it and warn people, hey, this is happening. Look for it. Be careful. Check your sources. Use information. And the fact that, that it's not, that nobody's coming out and saying like, hey, this is of concern, says to me that it is essentially a, Collusion, like I think you use the word collusion by an action. Right. Um, yeah. It, it it proves something to me. Yeah, I think I think that's that's true. It's also just f- straight up failure of leadership, which shouldn't surprise us too much about Trump. Yeah. But like Trump, Trump actually, uh, Trump and the Russians have a similar goal, which is like sowing division. Yeah. Like Trump gets off on it, but it also is good for him to have us like fighting each other as opposed to like concentrating on the fact that he's, he's stealing us blind. Right. I mean, if you put, if you put reality into question, then you can shape what that reality is going to be. So the, the more we're fighting over just the idea of like, whether the sky is blue, you know, the more he can, the more he, more room he has to operate in, the more we're fighting over whether or not Bob Mueller is a secret liberal Mm-hmm. The 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 more we're fighting about the wrong stuff, uh, yeah. So keep an eye out, whatever side you're on, because they're doing it. To bo- they're doing it to both sides. Sure. You know, like the the left, as much as we are more believing that it is going on, still fall for it from time to time. Oh yeah, I mean, like there were there's it's come out that there were Russian um, bots that were specifically targeting lefties mm-hmm. and specifically targeting targeting Bernie Bros and fucking Jill Stein. I'm I'm certain that if you were involved in social media in any way from any side of any issue mm-hmm. you during the election and and since all of us have seen um uh fake content and believed it to be true. Yeah. Um all right, what's next? 
What's next? What isn't next? Um, uh, quickly, uh, so there were a couple things that came out this week um, that were that I mean, none of this is <laughs> none of this is good, but this is funny okay. in its way. Um, a couple of things that came out this week that'll be like when the Coen brothers make the movie of all this, that these yeah. will be central plot points. Um, one is an insane story mm-hmm. about um, a hearing at the U.S. Capitol building. Mm-hmm. And the way the hearing came about is that a former representative named Connie Mack, a Republican from Florida, reached out to a freshman representative named Ron Estes from uh, Kansas and Connie didn't mention being a lobbyist for the Ukrainian government. Yeah, sometimes and, that slips your mind. Or for Ukrainian um, uh, oligarchs uh, who might be Russian-affiliated. He just said, hey, can I get a room? One representative to another. Could you pull some strings? Get me a room in the Capitol building mm-hmm. uh, where we can set up some cameras and hold a meeting. Yeah. And Ron, you know, was all too willing to do that. Right. He went over to went over to his Outlook or whatever yeah. and clicked on that conference room yeah. and uh, said, I'm going to reserve that for these three hours. So um, fast forward to Ukraine, where they ran on, to the, on, on the TV there a U.S. government... What they basically believe he, to be a congressional a hearing. A congressional hearing... With Connie Mack pretending to be a congressperson <laughs> at this meeting, talking about corruption in the Ukrainian banking system, and what are we all going to do about it? Now, the details past that point get into like the murkiness of like oligarchs basically trying to knife each other in the dark mm-hmm. uh, via the via this televised setting, and I'm sure the hand of Putin being like, "Yes, yes, do my bidding, <laughs> dance for me, monkeys." Uh, but just to underline it, Ukrainian television ran a capital uh, house fucking conference on the Ukrainian banking system as if it was real because it happened. That it, I, 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 I ran out of words. Yeah. It's so crazy that that happened. The, and and nobody uh, this got reported pretty widely nobody was like wait why i was surprised when i read this that i didn't he- hear people shouting all yeah. around me oh my god this happened and like walk outside and just see people running by on fire you yeah. know like Here, here's the like we we've everybody agrees that mccarthyism was bad everybody agrees that sure. like it ruined lives it was you know it was immoral in every way but the the reason that it was was because none of those people were communists. And even if they were, like they weren't inherently dangerous. They were just like, hey, maybe people maybe, all you know maybe from each according to their ability. Yeah. Yeah. Um But with this, it seems like, oh no, we're these people are actively working with other governments. They are consciously working with other governments in our nation's capital. A little bit. Yeah, that what's Dana Robichaud or whatever you say, say his name. It was like meeting with the Russians like every three days. Yeah, like it's openly agreed in D.C. that like yeah, this guy's probably on the shady side. 
Well, there was a joke that went around. Remember, like uh, that that secret tape of Paul Ryan, quote unquote, joking that yeah. he only believes that two people in the American government have been bent by the Russians, and Donald Trump's one, and Dana, Dana Robichaux's the other. Ha ha! Nobody talk about this. Right. Uh, um, so, yeah. yeah. No, it came out this week as well. This is what I said about this story. Um, the headline was. GOP congressman met in Moscow with Kremlin-linked lawyer at Center of Russian Investigation. And I read that article, uh, read that uh, headline, and thought to myself, I know exactly who the two people referenced in that headline are. I have a problem. Yeah. I need to get away from the news for a bit. Or they have a problem. I mean, they every, we all have a problem. Right. I'm just like, saying, if it's that predictable, it's like, well... A congressman clearly met with the Russians, yeah. and you know who that congressman is yeah. without having to look it up. It was Dana Robisher, yeah, and he met with uh, Veselnitskaya, yeah, the, uh, the female uh, uh, attorney who was at the uh, at Trump Tower with Don Jr. Yeah, a few months before that meeting happened. Yeah, so, so going well. Yeah, going all that's this week in smoke. Um, uh, you know what do you say? What do you say? Yeah. Speaking of what do you say, Puerto Rico. Oh boy. Um, here, here's one thing, um, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna pitch, um, we're gonna pitch donating to a different topic this week, right? but also maybe hit up the Red Cross, uh, yeah. on that. Cause what I realized was after looking back on our, our last few episodes that in some ways, I'm not going to say we were part of the problem, but like we encouraged donations to Harvey we covered donations to Irma, but we actually didn't encourage donations to to Puerto Rico right, for right. Maria. Sorry about that, Puerto Rico. You know, um, so I was like, you know, what what's with people? Why aren't they? You know, and I was like, oh no, we didn't either. Uh, I personally gave. Mm-hmm. I did. I I I uh, you know, I thought we had gotten it in there. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no. It, uh, but so, yeah, so point is, give to give to uh, uh, Puerto Rico relief. You can go on to the New York Times and look it up. They have a good rundown of uh, groups to give to. If you're in New York, um, you can give. Uh, to physical donations of uh, food and and stuff like that as well at various locations. Look it up. Um, right. uh, that all being said, it's a shit show. It's a total shit show. Yeah. Um, and it's a very slow moving shit show right now. Like there are a lot of reporters on the ground, but like there are no updated casualty counts. And the reason there are no updated casualty counts is basically all infrastructure has failed. Um, it's still seven point seven percent of uh people have power right uh, only 45 percent of people have water they're running diesel generators that break down and also diesel fuel is incredibly heavy and difficult to import and it's going to start not be there like stuff is starting to not operate stuff but but according to trump everyone who sees him offers him fellatio for how good of a job he's doing right as if people like uh, when they're when they're visited by the president and not happy, just start pelting him with tomatoes, just as right. a general rule. People still give deference to the fucking president, even if he's a fucking ass clown. Yes, and especially when he's there, like, handing out supplies. And telling them that they've thrown the budget out of whack. Yeah. And uh, that they should feel lucky that it's not like Katrina. Yeah, because uh, only 16 people died, or whatever the, no- the number was. The only 16 people that we've that we're aware of at this moment because of the issues that you said, right. uh, makes it a not, not a real catastrophe like right. Katrina was. Tell that to the fucking 16 people 
who didn't make it, and I'm sure that. Like, and that was at, as of five days ago when they hadn't gotten like people out to the hinterlands of yeah. Puerto Rico, and now like there's no fucking counts anymore. Like the whole thing is like I I, I want to be wrong. Yeah, I would love for there to be nobody dead. To be clear, um, uh, but it does feel very much like we're in a horror movie and just about to come around a corner and see some truly horrific stuff right and and as you alluded to uh coming in and saying like you guys are really throwing our budget out of whack yeah. like it's about the douchiest fucking thing you could tell a bunch of people like look it's gonna cost us a lot of money to feed you guys but like you know we love you so we're gonna do it like that you don't do that if you actually care about somebody you don't point that out yeah i'm starting to feel like donald trump might not see other human beings in any way that's not transactional yeah hmm. probably Although um, he did throw paper towels at them. Yes, so. he flung paper towels around the room and then refused to relax the rules on using food stamps to purchase hot meals. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, as hilarious as all that is, we thought we would share with you before we move on, um, because we're going to get some really dark shit next. Yes. We thought we would give you a brief moment of legitimate comedy and uh, share with you a brief reading from an official White House transcript when Trump spoke with uh, active members of the armed forces, various branches of the armed forces serving right now in Puerto Rico, working on the recovery. Yeah, I just want to point out I'm off book. Oh. I, I know my part. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That is professional. Yeah. All right. So I will play Donald Trump. and I will play other guy. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And uh, 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 Dustin will play member of the military number one. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Okay. And a lot of people got to see the real Coast Guard during this incredible trouble. And especially, I think, here and in Texas was incredible what they did. So thank you all very much. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Would you like to say something on behalf of your men and women? Sir, I'm here representing the Air Force. No, I know that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that that happened. Yeah. Now, because this is because uh, this was a radio play, uh, what you might not have realized is that my character uh, was wearing an Air Force uniform. Yes. Um, tipping off the fact that he was in, in the, the Air, Air Force. Force. Yes. Yes. Uh, so you just had to imagine that. Yes. Um, Trump is not well. Yes, he is the commander in chief of. Uh, of the U.S. military and cannot pick them out yeah. by their uniform type. Yeah. So, good to know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and they have Air Force written on the... They have the little patch with the bird. Yeah. The bird is on the, their thing. Yeah. How do you look at the bird and think Coast Guard? <laughs> I don't know. Are you like, well, seagulls guard the coast? Because you're wrong about that. <laughs> seagulls pick the carrion from the coast. But they're not guards in any way. Yeah. Don't like albatrosses. Albatrosses uh, are Doom the cursed birds. Yeah, that's true. They 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 follow you and they they they're an albatross around your neck. They they're they're terrible. You don't want those. So what guards the coast? What guards the coast? The coast guard guards the oh, coast. Okay. <laughs> it's in the name. Oh yeah, no, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with <laughs> birds at all. Um, Sometimes I forget what guards the coast and I can't think of it. And, and I just say Air Force. You and Donald Trump both, apparently. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Well, anyways, that was that fun. Um, and there goes all the fun for the rest of this there episode. There goes all the fun. Uh, because uh, Vegas happened. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, we should talk about it, I guess, right? Yes. As of the time of this recording, the current information was 59 people uh, were killed, 527 were injured in one way or another, either via uh, being shot or secondary injuries yeah. that occurred. So that's 580 casualties in total, which is well mo- 590, well more than any single day in Iraq or Afghanistan. Yes. Um, and uh, one guy did that. Uh, in a matter of nine minutes. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we don't need to recap the story itself. Yeah. Uh, you have the news, and you can use it. It's been pretty well covered. Um, uh, though, as usual, the media has, you know... I mean, the, the, there's something to be said for the r- ritual performance of grief and the ritual um, performance of the rituals that we go through yeah. in all this. And, and that's why it's important that, you know, when something bad happens, the president actually gives in somewhat like sp- by the numbers speech, right? Like we mm. know what he's going to say. But at the same time, this has now become a ritual of inaction. Yes. And a ritual of like stasis and you, you have to believe when the person's giving that speech that some action will come from it. You know, in in the same way that like uh on nine eleven we knew what the president was going to say. Uh we wanted to believe that when he said we will do everything in our power to, to get the people who did this, that he was going to and perhaps he didn't do it the right way. But, uh, but there was a belief that that something was going to change. Right. For there to be and, for there to be hope yeah. in all this, there needs to be uh, hope for change. Right? Yes. And there needs to be. Um, so you need, you're saying there needs to be hope and change. And change. Yes. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah, yeah. Those were those were joined thoughts. Yes. Um, uh, and we've witnessed this performance of the these grief rituals enough times to know that these are not linked to change anymore and therefore not linked to hope. And the people who say, you know, well, legislatively, we don't want to address guns have an argument behind it. It is an argument I don't agree with, but it is an argument. What they, but they always say we want to address it in other ways. We want to address the, the social issues. We want to address the mental health issues. And then they don't do that either. Right. And um, when, when I saw how everything played out, and go with me here for a minute because I don't mean the thing I'm about to say, okay. but go with me on it, is uh, it, if I were a conspiracy nut, I would say this was a false flag attack. I don't think that it is for any stretch of the imagination, but it is almost perfect for overcoming every single argument that I've ever heard about gun control. It was an entirely un, like determinable type person. It was a 64-year-old right. or 65-year-old white male millionaire with no criminal record who had never been in trouble with the police in any way that bought 
from what we understand, all of the guns legally, but way more than any human being should ever want. He had 40, yeah. Yeah, he had thousands of rounds of ammunition. He fired from a place that would not allow for a good guy with a gun to stop him in any way, and he killed in a way um, that there was nothing anyone could conceivably do about it. If I were to draw up an attack that was intended to say, look, we need to do something about gun control because of this, this is the thing that you would draw up. This is the thing that you would go, this is a problem. He also legally modified his weapons so that they could fire at a rate of speed that approached automatic rates of fire. Right. And, like... Just the fact that that is something you can do in the law is insane. Yeah. The fact that you can own weapons of war is insane. There's a guy I follow on Twitter who's a writer for uh, for the comedy Yucks, but who was a um, uh, who served in Iraq and Afghanistan, and he said like this is a, he was firing a civilian version of the squad arm squad squad weapon I used. Mm-hmm. Like, that's insane. Yeah, it's an instrument of war. And, and you know, uh, it, it wasn't more than a few hours before I started seeing online that people, like, who were having conversations with friends of mine, saying, like, well, you can't do anything about it. People will use cars. People will use whatever. Uh, and it kept coming back to, like, yes, but a car serves another function. Well, and, I mean, you know, people talk about home defense. People talk about uh, hunting both i mean you're talking to a vegetarian i'm not going to go hunting yeah. and, and, but, but I, and like I, I, defending your home uh while you have the right to do so with a gun it's a bad idea it's going to be used against you or by you on you um <laughs> can i just, please there was one argument that i heard okay. in this vein uh with that same person who was saying the car thing yeah um i said like this is a machine designed for killing yeah that's the goal of this machine. Yeah. And he corrected me and said, no, this is a gun designed for suppression fire so you can move forward in a battle. Right. And I said, great. When does a person defending their home need to lay down suppression fire so that them and their troops, so that they and oh, their no, troops not, can not, move forward? Not defending your home, hunting. Okay, when are you, you sitting you, down? You're, you're laying down some crushing fire on the deer yeah. <laughs> so that it takes cover. So and that stop you, shooting back at yeah, you exactly. as deer do. Exactly. Um, uh, so to actually make the argument yeah. that it's not a killing machine, it's a suppression fire machine that yeah. human beings need to defend themselves right. no, I and mean, their it's, homes. It's, it's lunacy. It, like, and... Uh, there's there's so much bad arguing, but there's also so so much division uh, and and divergence into two camps that is not helpful, and that is part of the performance of the ritual. Like we divide mm. up into all guns must go away and all guns must be given to you on your 13th birthday. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we, we don't, we don't search for meeting in the middle, which is weird because everyone, literally everyone agrees on closing the gun show loophole. Mm-hmm. Everyone agrees that there should be background checks. Everyone agrees. on Well, this. the NRA doesn't, the NRA doesn't. And they're uh, insane, but like, 
rational people who elect their representatives by and large agree on this. And like that includes like 80% of Republicans, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the thorny issue of guns in our society and the way in which they are used and the, uh, uh, and events like this, but also just like the everyday killing with guns. Um, it's, it's something like something like a thousand people a day mm-hmm. die by a firearm in this country. It's insane. The, the majority are via suicide. There are, there's no room in these debates anymore for nuance. And there's no room in these debates anymore for actual attempts to solve the problem. There is just, that guy is against me and I am against him. And we're going to fling arguments at each other and his arguments are going to be dumb and my arguments are going to be right. And there's a certain satisfaction in that and there's probably a certain importance in uh, stating your opinion forcefully and, and, and clearly, but we're still not solving these problems there. There and gun violence breaks down into problems, different ones. There's gun violence by cops and there are actually a lot of people out there, um, who are on the radical left who will make a pretty, compelling argument even if it's not one i fully agree with because it kind of veers back towards the good guy with the gun argument Mm. but they'll make a pretty compelling argument that if you start to restrict gun ownership white guys are still going to get them Mm -hmm. and white guys are the ones who do this Mm -hmm. and white guys are also the ones who brutalize trans people Mm. and 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 commit and commit the the, the bulk of hate crimes um that's an that's an argument, and in order to address that concern, you do have to start talk about talking about demilitarizing the cops. You do have to start de- talking about how we're actually going to apply these laws fairly. How we're going to do blanket bans that actually ban the gun from ownership by people. And if you start to put like, well, we'll do it by mental health what people are going to actually be found mentally unhealthy because they're the same people who are found to be, you know, by the state, much more criminal. Yeah. You know? So you you start, when you start putting, you start putting too much subjectivity on it, you you run into trouble. When you start putting too much subjectivity on it, you start allowing the subjectivity of the mind into play and the mind has its biases. Yes, I mean th- that's why for me I I've been more inclined to 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 look at the the killing power of the weapon versus specifically like I mean obviously the country loopholes and obviously mm-hmm. buying things online and all that uh, are are no brainers that should have been taken care of a long time ago, but you know if uh, there's this whole argument uh, the, the most compelling slash awful argument mm-hmm. that I, I always hear because it always comes down to this when I'm arguing with people about it is evil will find a way you know like if not with guns then with a bomb or with a truck or with a whatever sure and um, when people start driving trucks into buildings we built cement right dividers when people when people blew up the front of the Murrah building in Oklahoma 
we started putting exclusionary zones in, around buildings. Yeah. You uh, cannot get a vehicle or a backpack anywhere fucking near the White House. Yeah. So it, it's like, you know, when somebody did a shoe bomb, we everybody has to take off their shoes now. Yeah. So it, it's not like we haven't said, look, there are issues we need to deal with them. We need to restrict in certain ways. And it, it always seems crazy to me that we're willing to do that in every other aspect of our lives than this. Yes, evil will find a way. If we didn't give that guy semi-automatic weapons or automatic weapons or whatever, he still may have shot with pistols. Mm-hmm. But if he had shot with pistols, he wouldn't have fired... 900 rounds. Yeah. Yeah. There'd be a lot more people alive right now, and it would be tragic the people that died, but it wouldn't be the number that it is. And yeah, No, I mean, like, and that we're in complete agreement, and... Uh, part of it is like politics is the art of the possible, right? Mm. And right now, nothing seems fucking possible. And even on uh, even under strong majorities, uh, Democratic ones didn't seem particularly possible. It, and I don't know why. I have been a person in my life who has held a much more conservative viewpoint on the right of gun ownership because I felt like um, gun ownership is enshrined in the Second Amendment. Gun ownership is an, uh, an important check on an imperialist state, and gun ownership is an important way for citizens, especially in areas that are underserved, to protect themselves not just from crime, but from uh, being cracked down on by the people who are supposed to protect them. Mm-hmm. Then Newtown happened. Yeah. Ain't nothing worth that. And it seems to me like everything I just argued for could be accomplished with a restriction that said you can own a pistol, you can own a fucking shotgun, and you can own a... Rifle. A, a bolt-action hunting rifle. Yeah. I remember having a conversation with this guy um, a, a, a post-Newtown where he's like, listen, I mean, I went hunting, and I uh, had, had only a bolt-action hunting rifle, and it was very hard to kill a deer. I was like, all right. It should be. What do you want me to say? Like, I'm sorry it was hard. You're a shitty hunter. Like, yeah. uh, we shouldn't have to deal with weapons of war because you're you're bad at this. Yeah. Um, if, humans, if all those kids are new sur- yeah. Humans survived the bow hunting era. Yeah. You know? Like, we figured that out. Uh, oh, get, and like, do you, do you need to kill those skill. deer to survive? Or you need to kill those deer there for sport? There are people who do. Like, there are Alaskan yeah. bush hunters who... You can build in a, a an application. Yeah, if you live in a town of eleven people, then I'll give you a little bit better law. of a gun. Yeah, but like, I again, these arguments don't have a lot of room for nuance, and it doesn't feel like anything is possible. It doesn't feel like anything's possible post Newtown, when mm-hmm. nothing got done. There was an article uh, that. Uh, it was an article referencing a bunch of tweets that uh, the bassist for one of the bands had performed at the concert yeah, yesterday. Guy. Yeah, I read it. Um, where he basically said, "Like, look, I've spent, I spent most of my life fighting for the Second Amendment. Uh, 
and it was something that that you know I, I was proud of or whatever. And then after the events that occurred there, uh, I could not have been more wrong. I could not, you know. Uh, yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, like, but at the same time, what do you want me to say, dude? Like, they killed six-year-olds, and you were still in favor of the Second Amendment. You had to come under fire. I, I and I agreed. Um, it, it shouldn't have been a lesson that took that long to learn. I guess the the point that I'm trying to get at is I think some of the some of the reasons that maybe liberals I, I was talking to somebody about it yesterday. Some of the reasons liberals maybe feel morally superior is because um, when you get shot at, all of a sudden your opinion on guns change. When your kid is gay, all of a sudden your opinion on gay people change. Mm-hmm. When you live in a city, all of a sudden your opinion on minorities change. So it's um, if exposure to that element is the thing that makes you change your mind, then maybe you're not considering things enough to begin with. Right. You know, and, and, and to some degree, there's a bunch of things that I'm not getting exposed to. Well, I, I know that there are a lot of things that like happen in rural areas where we impose our will on them and I'm not exposed to it. And maybe I'm not as sympathetic. I mean, in terms of imposing will, like the value of an urban, of it is urban vote is far more limited than the value of a, Agreed. of an exurban vote. Um, but, uh, the, as the last election proved. Yeah. The, the, I guess the, the point I'm trying to get at is, um, it, this is something where um, there, there's none of the parents came out of Newtown saying, no, 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 keep as many guns yeah. on the street as there are right now. Nobody's, nobody who was at that concert is going to walk out of there saying, yes, I stand by the Second Amendment in every conceivable way. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have that, when you have people whose lives were devastated by that, and you turn to them and say, like that's just a cost of freedom, that's just a like a byproduct of living in this type of society. When you know that you have not gone by that when right. it comes to trucks, when it comes to shoe bombers, when it comes to virtually anything else, you've tried to figure out a way to make society better. But with that, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, and I'm you know like I am legitimately. I'm legitimately confused at this point about the perspective of our representatives. And I, I, you know, on the, on the left, there are a bunch of people who want to put in more restrictive laws on the right. There are no people who want to do that. And to, Congress people have been shot mm-hmm. in since 2012. I, th- I think since 2012, yeah. something like that. Um, uh, Gabby yeah, Giffords and Steve Scalise. Yeah. Um, hasn't changed anything. Uh, I'm genuinely confused by these people, and not in the sense of like I don't understand the philosophical basis for. The argument. I mean, in the sense that the the Newtown families kept rushing them and putting their pictures of their kids in their face. And how do you not change your mind? 
How do you not say, you know what, there's something wrong when this happens? How do you do nothing, even if it is not restrict gun ownership, even if it is... As as you say, you know, mental health or whatever. I mean, I yeah. And then tell me what you're doing about it. Yeah, they did nothing, and they continue to do nothing. And I am confused by doing nothing because it's not. It, it has it has literally visited them, mm-hmm. and it will again. I'm sure. And gun violence and political violence are linked in a because everything is political, but b like. How many fucking presidents have been shot? How many fucking representatives over the years have been shot? How many public figures have been shot? And if nothing else, it seems self-protective. What I am not saying, (laughs) because it sounds insane to me, is who got to these people? Why are they doing this? Well, I mean that—that's—I that's was—I was kind of waiting for you to to finish because I—I—I I, I think I kind of know. Go uh, ahead. Um, it's, um, it's, and I'm not going to blame the NRA specifically, but I'm going to blame the NRA a little bit here. It's—it's it's too obvious to blame the NRA specifically because yes, they have, like, uh, they you have know, lobbying money. I mean, there are lobby a lot of lobbyists and a lot of interest, right. but like, you but don't it, always vote with them. But but that's that's not like. What the NRA did well is they said that this is an identity politics type thing. That this is something that people are trying to impose on you. They're trying to make your life more dangerous. The Second Amendment is important to you. And for a non-insignificant portion of the, of the population, they have turned around and said, look, um, I'm a single voter issue in some respects on this. If you try and do this, it, you will lose my vote. You will get primaried out. Right. There, there will be serious consequences of this happening. Now, everyone generally agrees that we should close certain loopholes. Mm-hmm. Everyone agrees that we should be better at background checks. But they don't understand it, in my opinion, well enough. They're not paying enough attention. So all they're seeing is this person voted against gun rights. Right. And that's where I think it's the other side hasn't been strong enough. There because there's a there's there's a percentage of the population that says this is my one issue vote. If you are anti the second amendment, I am anti you. Right. We haven't seen the other side be willing to do that yet. It's always been one of the issues that we have. Now, you and I have generally always lived in blue states, mm-hmm. and our representatives have almost universally been for increased gun control. Sure. So I don't think that we have seen it in the way that other places have, but I think in terms of like what's gotten to them is if they're the ones who turn, uh, you know, who open the floodgates of um, restrictions to the Second Amendment, then they're the ones who are going to get yeah get get kicked out. So but like you're you're elected to do to get kicked out. Like this is like agreed. Like, these are people who on their last go rounds won't do anything. Like these are there, there's something stronger than simply uh, getting primaried at work. I don't know what it is. Um, 
I mean, I think the other part, the other part of it is, let's say you break, mm-hmm. you know, let's say you're the one right. that, you know, let's say Trump would, I, I, let's I, say I, Trump, let's say Trump let's would say vote. I'm, let's say I'm retiring. Yeah. Um, let's say Trump would vote for whatever yeah. was put in front of him. Sure. And 48 Democrats vote for it and three um, Republicans, Republicans vote sure. for it. Um, no, you have a bunch of people for whom guns are incredibly important, who have a lot of guns, right? And you have three people who ruined it. Uh, no, I, yeah, I, uh, I do, I do see that point. I also, I think that the tactics of, um, of the gun control lobby could get more aggressive. I think that I, I don't know why the NRA is allowed to meet un, unchallenged. All right. And that kind of gets us into our opposite effect for yeah. this week, uh, which is every town, every town.org. Yes. Um, and they are intended to be that. Yes. Uh, they are, they are the anti NRA in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah. And um, check them out. Please donate to them. I might recommend specifically for this one, use a second email address because <laughs> they uh, email you a lot. Yes, like every day. <laughs> but it's it's an important issue. Again, it's like thirty three thousand Americans a year die of gun violence, and again, the majority are uh, uh, via suicide, which is in and of itself like we kill each other, at a, uh, kill ourselves at a higher rate than the rest of the world. Because suicide is often an impulsive act, and if you have a button in your house that you can press where you die, yeah, the end. Um, have you ever shot a gun? I have. Me too. I shot a rifle, a bolt action rifle. I've like referring to. Shot a bunch of different guns. It's fun. Yeah. But it's not so fun that this should right. be a thing that kills people all the time. Yeah, it's it's fun for sport in a very restricted type situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I knew that not firing it would uh, would prevent even one person being injured, yeah, I no. would never fire it because it's not that fun. I mean, I love bagels so much that I, you know, I will go to like. The, the most popular bagel place in New York and stand in line for like 30 minutes on my birthday because I want a fucking birthday bagel at that fucking place. Um, and I'll, I'll just waste half my birthday being like, give me a fucking bagel. I, want, I love that bagel. If bagels killed that many people a year, I'd stop eating them. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right, well, I really love bagels, but no, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I have, I have fond memories of my childhood and bagels with my dad. Yeah. Yeah. My heritage... Being a Jew, yeah, bagels. We're done. We're done, bagels. Mm-hmm. You kill 33,000 people a year. Yeah. I'd also like to point out, and then, like, we put restrictions on toy guns. Yeah. So they have to be orange. Yeah. For safety purposes. But we don't put restrictions on real guns. Right. So the people don't get shot with them. It's a crazy place. It's anyway. It's a crazy place. Uh, there was another group you wanted to promote. Oh, yes. Um, can you read the name of the website? Uh, I apologize. Vegas7.com. Vegas7.com. Seven com. is spelled out. Yes. Um, uh, that is a local uh, website for, for folks that live in the Las Vegas area. Uh, and especially if you go there in the next couple of days, uh, the main headline on the front page uh, are resources if you, if you live in Vegas to help you out, whether it be 
uh, hospital information, whether it be if you need mental health treatment, if you're you know looking for people, uh, it, it's a good sort. It's a good one-stop shop for everything that you could want to you know, for any for any help that you might be looking for, uh, and it's from uh, locals in the area uh, who who care about what's going on. So it's. Uh, from my understanding, it's updated pretty frequently. So if you're there, I, I recommend checking it out. It, yeah. it comes from a person uh, who has a ton of family in that area. Um, it was recommended to me from a person who has a ton of family in the area. It's a great place to go. So check that out. Um, and until next week, stay safe. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Have, to have a good week. Take care of yourself. Oh, no, I, I can feel the bubble disappearing oh, that no. we're, we're potentially in danger now. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>